Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We are both dental assistants in the world that have been doing this a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. And what we're doing is we're going online and we're finding that uh, some dental assistants are running into humps in their career field with their team, with their doctors. We're dissecting them. We're pulling out those pearls and we're helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hello, Miss Jules. How are you? Good. Hello, Miss Rhonda. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. How's your week so far? It is going great. One more day and we're on our little Friday. Tomorrow I know. You know what? I, I kind of dig that. See, my work schedule is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but I, I think I could love Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm, yours is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Well, you yeah. still have Friday and Monday off, so it's kind of a long week where I just have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So oh, still, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you would like that Monday, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like the Mondays. Okay, I don't want to swap. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> take it back. <laughs> yeah, especially when the kids go back to school and you have that whole day to yourself. Yeah. I have to go right yeah. back to work. So, yeah, I, I would like that day where the kids are in school all day long, right? Yeah, I could live with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, I've told you before, I'm like an NPR freak because this one time I worked for a dentist who only listened to one NPR. Camp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this one time. And I wanted to have something intellectually stimulating to talk about with the doctor. And mm-hmm. so I started listening to NPR so that when I would go to work, I could bring up a conversation, you know, or, you know, something, oh, did you hear on NPR this morning? Like, I just, I wanted to be able to have something to talk about. Well, of course, now I'm addicted. But what was really neat is like on this morning's episode, I don't even remember what it was, but they were talking about, you know how like kids are downloading these apps for free on their phone to play? But within the free app, they are asking them to pay money for extras. You know, like get this combo pack for $2.99 or or open this world for $5.99. Yeah. So the guy is comparing it to gambling for kids. It's like setting them up for future gambling problems because you get them for free, but you still have to pay money to keep playing to the level that you want. I'm like, dude, it is gambling for kids. It is. And it's racking up parents' credit cards probably. Oh, you know, okay. True story. My credit card. (laughs) <laughs> my cousin okay they had like the ps4 set up where they had uh, it was automatic pay or whatever mm-hmm. their four-year-old spent almost five hundred dollars three weeks ago buying stuff on like minecraft yikes apparently he didn't ask for a passcode or anything like it was hooked up automatically to the account and the kid was just sitting there rah, 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 just buying cha-ching, 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 yeah. cha-ching. i was like Sometimes dude they would allow you to probably get a refund for that like I've had to dispute a couple of charges in the past with iTunes for my kids and they were okay and took them off. Yeah. But I don't know how that is nowadays. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She didn't, apparently they couldn't get their money back, but she did go through 
her debit card got canceled. She canceled it and said, you know, it wasn't me. So technically it wasn't her. It was her offspring that spent the money. So they were able to figure something out there. Put like, a passport on that lady. I know. I think she learned a really Your hard finger, lesson. Your eyeball, tape <laughs> it in. I don't know what it is, but do it. Put a passport on that. I love my kids, but if they spent almost $500 on virtual stuff that they can never touch, I'd probably be pretty mad. Well, yeah. that happened to us. It, that's just like the data when we went to um, St. Martin's, it racked up the data and I got like an $1,100 phone bill. Oh. And I told them that, oh no, we shut it off. So they did take away some of it, but I had to pay for some of it. So the data, yeah, and your international kills you too. Kids don't know, you know, they just yeah. want to get on their phones and they want to text your people and be on their Facebook and I'm in St. Martin. <laughs> it didn't happen if there's no photo <laughs> it didn't happen if there's no photo that's the new rule that's right nowadays it didn't happen did you read that just a side note though speaking of social media and craziness that thing that happened in our town about the 17 year old went to a concert and pulled out the, the his girlfriend and he sliced her throat and then he put all the pictures all over social media what yeah, and they're having a hard time getting the pictures taken down. Isn't that crazy what we can do nowadays? Oh. Yep. That poor girl. But the social media aspect of it is, why would you put that stuff on? First of all, why would you do that? Second of all, why would you put this stuff on social media? I don't know. I think they're snuffing too much uh, Lysol. They're eating too many Tide Pods. And it's all those hormones in the chicken. I'm telling you what, it all comes down to those three things. <laughs> Stop eating Tide Pods, people. Stop eating Tide Pods. Miss <laughs> uh, Jules, do you have a post this week? I do, I do, I do. And it is from Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. It is, I have never before worked in an office like the one I work in now. Patient is booked for an hour-long appointment, but they no-showed. The receptionist finally notices about 20 minutes later and decides to phone them. She asks the patient's dad if they still are coming. Hmm. Hmm. Patient finally shows up about 30 minutes later. So now they are 50 minutes late for their 60-minute appointment. WTF. Do they call the patient to come when they are already 20 minutes late? Let it go is this just my office or does anyone else front desk do this makes me smdh whatever the heck that means uh, yeah i don't know shake my <laughs> damn head <laughs> that could work it's an acronym it's, it's open are, to suggestion there are like dumb and dumber up there oh. dumb and dumber okay so my take let's break this post down okay First of all, there should be a rule in your office that if your patient and you are the assistant is more than five minutes late, you beat your feet, beat your fanny up there and ask your front desk where they are. And if not, get on the phone with them. I'm constantly watching my schedule. I don't know about you, but I'm yep. tick, 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 time is time is time is time. So we don't wait 20 minutes because by this time it's likely they're not coming. Second of all that they did wrong, the front office is we don't ask them if they're still coming. We say, let's get you rescheduled. Your appointment was 20 minutes ago. Yes. Your, your butt, butt is not now. Yeah. Your butt is getting rescheduled. 
Um, because when they show up, then they probably have to go to the bathroom. And I think that happened at our office today. Lady was like five to 10 minutes late. And I'm like, and she shows up, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then she was in there for 10 minutes. And the doctor is like pacing, like, you know, ready to pounce on anything that walks by because he wants to work, you know. Um, so then do they call the patient to come when they're 20 minutes late or let it go? No. You need to set some rules. You need to set standards for your patients. You need to say, you know, as the assistant, if your patient is not there before their set time or at least five minutes, you need to walk up, find whoever, pick up the phone yourself and ask them where they are ASAP, right? right? Because it is important that we stay on schedule. And if, you know, when patients say to you, oh, I'll be there in five minutes, that means they'll be there in 15. Because by the time they get into the parking lot, park, walk into your buildings 15 minutes later. So you really have to gauge that. Well, just to let you know, because you're late, we're only going to do no anesthetic and we're only going to do one tooth. No. Um, I don't think it works uh, like that, Ms. Jules. No, I don't think it does either. But it's, um, so really you have to set some rules and then patients need to be aware of their constant offenders, repeat offenders, right? That they need to get rescheduled and go home, cry, right? And come back another day because now our another patient is going to be depending on what they had that hour schedule for, you're going to run behind. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my question. Who's to say what the other end of that schedule looked like? Like who's to say that the rest of their afternoon wasn't wide open and maybe they, you know, the, the clinical staff thought, Hey, we're probably going to check out earlier, but then, you know, like there's, there's different scenarios. Like what if that was the only production you had for the next three hours? Would it then be okay to but you would, you would clear it with the dental assistant and the doc, right? Before you said, are you still coming? I mean, there are certain situations where, not just to be the devil's advocate, like if you're not making any money that afternoon, then it's okay. Right. Even though you're training your patients wrong, you're still filling your need. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, I, I would too. I always look before, during, and after the schedule and see what's going on. And, you know, it's, it happens in hygiene 90% more of the time I feel than it happens at our schedule. And they're turning patients over quicker than we are. So, you know, I always go to my hygienist too and say, hey, can you see this patient? They're five, 10 minutes late. What do you have to do on them? Can you do something? Because you don't want to irritate them too much. But like I said, if they're constantly late, constantly late, constantly late, then maybe it's time we do reschedule them. But I think the front desk in this situation handled it all wrong. Oh yeah. You don't call and say after 20 minutes of not showing up, obviously they were not planning on coming today. And then you kind of forced them to come. They maybe felt guilty. So, but, and now, you know, that poor assistant running around with her chicken with her head cut off. So yeah, it's not a win-win situation, but on the other hand too, is if you're an office that constantly run runs behind you can't expect patients to show up on time. Mm-hmm. They're going to get conditioned for you being late. So they're going to always be late. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> they just assume, oh, well, you always run 10 to 15 minutes late. So I figured I'd show up 10 or 15 minutes late. Well, and it'd today be the just, one day you didn't. <laughs> it'd be the one day you didn't. And then they'd be all irritated, pacing like a cheetah, you know, waiting for this next puff on a prey. So, yeah. I it's think not, that's, that's hard good to feedback. Be 
yeah, it's, it's a hard solution, but the, the, I guess the answer to your question is yes, it happens to us all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially and when we're not a well-oiled machine and we don't have systems and protocols set up. No, but everybody in the office should know the system that if the patient's not here within five minutes, you know, if their appointment's at 10 and they're not there at 10.05, pick up the phone. Yep. Everybody has a cell phone nowadays. We should not even call their home phone number. We should be calling their cell number. And then they don't screen your call because they don't know who the number is. So they answer. Yeah. <laughs> and I say, oh my gosh, are you okay? You were supposed to be here. Oh yeah, I'm on my way. Or, oh, I forgot. Or I'm not coming. Oh, sorry. I'm tired. Oh, and, and they could just give you any excuse, but at least if you pick up the phone five minutes after instead of 20, I would have yep. done that. Yeah. That would have irritated me too. I would have been like, yeah, annoyed. Yeah. Yep. So we feel your pain. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully you take these words of wisdom back with you to your office if you're listening and have a staff meeting and say, okay, this, this is what is we what do. Happens. This yeah. is our learning tool. <laughs> and this is what constantly happens. So yep. please, this is what is not going to happen any further. Yeah. 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 Do you have a post? I, well, I do. I do. Okay. So it's kind of long. Do you got okay. some time? <laughs> You're not busy right now? Okay, cool. Okay, no. so I got this out of the Dental Assistance Worldwide group. And um, it was actually posted um, with permission. But I thought it was really good. And, and the really cool part about it is at the end, it said, you know, feel free to add to this list. But I thought it was really good. So uh, the poster stated, I have a fair share of externs. And in my experience, from different offices or even just new assistants starting out their first job out of school, here are some insights for you. One, show up to work on time, five minutes early. Treat this like you're being paid to do it. It shows you're serious. Two, wear scrubs every day. Yoga pants, they're not scrubs. Don't wear them. <laughs> Three, <laughs> Always ask if you should take a full lunch if you ran 10 to 15 minutes into lunch. Don't just assume it's okay to take a full hour or a full half of an hour. Five, if you don't know where an instrument goes or if it's supposed to be packaged a certain way, just leave it to the side and ask someone. It's way more frustrating to be looking for something in a pinch when you need it and then have instruments not put away. I lost count, so I'll go to the next one. Okay. <laughs> Communicate with the staff about your needs. We can't guess what you need more exposure to. If you want to learn how to take impressions, say something. If you want to get more experience setting up a crown prep, say something. Always say good morning when you arrive and goodbye when you're leaving. It is just polite. I really like that one. I mean, it's these little simple things that make a huge difference. Or how about asking... Does anybody else need anything, right? Did they say that? Not yet, but that's possible. I haven't gotten there yet, but we can add that at the bottom, like she said. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, converse with patients. Tell them you're a student and you're learning. Most patients love that. If you don't understand something, please ask a question. Don't let yourself be confused. We were all new once. Taking impressions, x-rays, etc. It's all going to be uncomfortable the first few times. You have to do it to get better at it. Don't pawn it off. I'm, I'm ad-libbing here. Don't pawn it off on the seasoned assistant. Like jump in there and say yes to everything. <laughs> uh, 
uh, observing is okay for the first week or two or for a procedure you've never seen, but don't stand around. Find things to do or ask a staff member if there's anything you can do to help. Sterilization is your friend. No one will ever be mad at you for doing all of the sterilization. <laughs> I love that one. Okay, be kind, be a team player. And don't get offended if the doctor moves your suction. They probably just can't see. Also, don't get offended if they ask another assistant to step in. Sometimes things are more complicated and they need someone more experienced to make things run smoothly. Don't take things personally. This is a profession and at the end of the day, it's not about you, it's about the patient and the patient's comfort. And don't tolerate any type of abuse. If people in your office are demeaning in any way, not helpful, scornful, hurtful, saying horrible things, find another place to do your externship. I don't even know why places like these with these type of people can even accept interns, externs. So, and then, you know, she said, anyone else, please feel free to add. And there was a bunch of add-ons that I just, if you guys go on the group and you'll see it, it's pretty amazing. Like, I really, I love that. I love that. Cause it's so black and white, you know, like, and we, you know, Jules and I, we, we we're out here in the world trying to, to motivate younger assistants to, to see stuff like this. This is important right. because that first five years can make or break you. Mm-hmm. Well, and the best thing, the best thing you know, this assistant is trying to do is make that assistant feel warm and welcome. So maybe these are things like you could take if you are constantly getting interns into your office is you could sit down with the other assistants that are there and say, okay, where is our intern assistant manual? Let's come up with a little handbook for them. So they, when they come in on day one, we give it to them and they can read over the handbook and they can sign it because technically when they're doing an internship, I believe they still have to know, you have to onboard them with OSHA and HIPAA yep. and infection control and all that stuff. So have an orientation day where you have one assistant funnel that person through the office and show them all the things and what we need to do. And they're not going to get it all in one day, but it'll, it'll kind of break that like awkwardness of them, um, not knowing what's going on in your practice. Yeah. You know, when I was lead, I would, I would handle all the externs, interns, whatever, everybody calls them different things, but, um, you know, they have that checklist, you know, they have to place five bands, they have to do five alginates, they have to do this, this. So we would look at the schedule the night before and be like, okay. And I would highlight, this is where you're going then. Like I would give them tips, like this is an MO over here. We're going to be doing an impression for a crown. Like, and that, that way they came in the next day set up for success. They knew exactly where they were going. So there was no idle time. And it was just about taking that extra five minutes of going over the next day's schedule so that they had that security blanket, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's a good point is, is, is taking the time and letting them know. And often they're just thrown, shoved in, and sometimes, like in our area, the interns, technically, I don't think there should be working on patients. I think they're just watching. But I don't know how, you know, how other college programs work, but I think our interns are not supposed to be working on patients because they're not actually employed. So what if something happens, you know? So I'm not exactly sure how it works, but... I think coming up with some type of guidelines for them and that you give to them and walk them through. And I think she has her, her best self-interest, you know, heart as her, for her team. You know, I like the post. I liked it. I read it. I think it was good. Yeah. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I guess I guess every state's different. Like the the when I worked at the office that we had the externs come through, it was with the local college. We had all the paperwork signed up. Like mm-hmm. we were their affiliated practice. Right. Um, so I imagine she, I like how she just, you know, wants them to know. Cause a lot of times if you get as an intern, I didn't do an internship, but I've had students do internships and they go into an office, it could make or break them. It could make them say, oh, I'm not doing this. Yep. It's just not with our profession. It's with any profession. I mean, people do internships all the time. Um, but how do you embrace them so that they want to have longevity in this field. So she did a good job. She did a good job. Such a good job. Okay. So this is, you know, everybody let's be like that poster, (laughs) you know, you gotta see, you gotta see it through fresh eyes sometimes. And, and sometimes you just, you know, as seasoned general assistants like us, we get, you know, we get frustrated because we're so used to that standard and sometimes it's really hard to let other people in and have that compassion and that patience. Like that's really hard. Well, and I think also it can funnel to not just if you're doing an internship, but how about the new person you hire or the, um, the team member that's been there for five years that's still struggling. Yeah. These are rules that people should know in general as part of like maybe a leadership role that you may play that, hey, if you don't know where something belongs at any time, whether you've been here day one or 10 years, there's sometimes where you forget where things belong. It's always good to ask where it needs to go instead of just assuming that it goes in this drawer over here and then you don't remember you put it there, nobody can find it and you order a new one, now you got two of them. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's kind of, her post applies to not just, I think, the intern, but the, the new person that you hire you on board. And most of us get onboarded wrong. We yes. see that all the time. Hey, here you go. You're a dental assistant. And they just throw your chair aside. But yet you don't know where their instruments are. You don't know anything, you know. Yep. And then you're, you're left like a fish out of water, floundering around aimlessly through the day, looking in every drawer and... It's just, it's kind of, a lot of people do the onboarding process wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah. We just need to, we need to take a page out of the, uh, was it the food industry? Like every time I worked at a fast food joint, I mean, there was a solid week where you didn't touch anything. You just observed, you learned, you did, you know, like it just, I don't know, at some point, just some dental offices missed that boat apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they do. And that's why people quit. Yeah. People get frustrated and that's why they moved on or that's why they take their bad habits and go other places. Yep. Oh, speaking of bad habits, I saw you jump in on the dental hacks post today where the dentist was complaining that some hand pieces were missing and that he said his dental assistant wasn't, um, didn't tell him, I guess that they were gone. Listen, ladies own your shit. Yeah. <laughs> if it's gone, That's you need to say, well, the thing is, is we may not know everything. Like, you know, it's a perfect example that happened to us today. So we only have four straight angle, slow speed hand pieces. And Kim was looking for one. And I'm like, what the heck do we eat them? And she goes, no, we only have four. I'm like, we only have four. I oh got, we see four patients in the morning. Maybe we should get one more so we can turn it over quicker. You know, like I didn't know they were all in the autoclave, but she does tray setups. I'm not a fan of tray setups because then all the instruments on there and, and you don't know where everything is. And anyways, but 
I was like, did we lose some? And, but she's like, no, 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 no. You know, we counted them. But the things is when things go wrong is people don't own up to their mistakes. They don't own up to like, own it. She mean, that assistant should go to that dentist and say, you know what? I think I threw it out and I couldn't find it. It's my fault. I think owning it because one, they're there to help us be better. But if we can't work together with them and, and go to them for guidance, how are we ever going to be? And they're going to end up firing you. You're not well, gonna- yeah. I mean, if they can't trust you to maintain inventory, how are they going to trust you to delegate to when you try to step up to the plate and be like, I want to scan for that prep, you know, like how it, it's, you have to have one to have the other, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, you know, I personally think it's crazy that people have these end of the day, count this, count that. Come on. We are all adults and it's accountability. If you know there's eight hand pieces and you can only find seven of them throughout. The, I mean, I can't imagine at the end of the night counting things like that. I just, I don't know. I thought it was kind of ridiculous. But if you know there's eight hand pieces in the operatory, one day, maybe go through and count them to make sure there's still eight. But if nobody else has taken them, there should always remain eight. I mean, I'm only in a single practice. And maybe that's something you should do at the end of the day if you have two or three doctors. And that should be a sterilization. Like, you should have your own sterilization tech. Because I do my own sterilization. But I know how many cassettes there are and how many setups people have and matrixes and, and stuff like that. So it's being accountable for your actions and owning your shit, as I say. Oops, probably can't say this. Probably get booted off podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll stick up for you. I won't let them let you know. <laughs> just, you know what? People make mistakes. The doctor should own it. If he makes a mistake, they make a mistake. We should own it. I mean, because that's only going to make us better. It only makes you better. I tell patients all the time I make mistakes, you know, calculating dollar amounts wrong or putting in times or, you know, so own it. Own it. Own, own it. it. Hashtag own it. it. Yeah. Now, if it happens again and she doesn't own it, then maybe she needs to go. Well, either A, she doesn't value the the actual cost of overhead, or B, she if she's careless with with equipment, you know, you just you wonder if she's gonna be careless with the procedures or with patients. Yeah. Thing is, is if you're a dental assistant and you cannot pay attention to detail, and I'm talking detail like you could right now close your eyes and visualize everything that's in a cassette setup from start to finish, or if you misplace something or put things certain ways, that detail, it has to be there. Because if not, if you're like out in la-la land, you're never going to know if you have eight hand pieces or 20 because you're not paying attention to how many there is. So detail is important, people. Yes, especially in healthcare, guys. Like the Surgitex, they have a scan code now in a lot of their, uh, in the operating rooms where they have to scan the instrument out for the surgeon and then mm-hmm. they have to scan it back in so that nobody gets like hemostats left in their gut or whatever was mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And, and scan everything, the mesh, the, uh, the sutures, everything has accountability. You on your bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an extra charge, but you don't get an option. So we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Jules, this was great. I loved it. Love it. Good post for this week. Good post. It was so good. Okay. So before we leave, I want to touch on the conference. We, we haven't really talked about it in a while. And oh. I just, I saw that the, the venue, like the, the actual 
Yeah, so we're switching to an auditorium. Yeah, dude, that's so awesome. Because after looking at the classroom and, and stuff, we're going to go to the, the auditorium. It holds a little bit less, but that's okay. But their seats are really comfortable. And I just, I don't think I could sit and have people look at one level. So that was my whole thing is that you're sitting all at one level. And some people might not be able to see the speaker. So yep. this way it's elevated, so we can kind of look down, and it's got a nice big stage and a podium and a, and a screen, so that everybody's engaged. And they have little, I guess it has little tables that flip out, so you can write. So, but it just looks a little bit more comfy and cozy. Yeah. Now, if anybody falls asleep, I'll be walking around doing this. <laughs> We're going to put little shockers in your seat, and so you won't even know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not no, really. All good. Prices remaining the same. It's not increased or anything. Um, we had uh, we had three more people sign up today, so that was good. Um, that came through this morning. But other than that, it's you know it's going good. It's going good. But it's just time, you know. Buckle down, guys. Either send yourself or talk to your doc and tell them you need to come. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's time to do it. That way you don't shock them when it's like three days beforehand. You're like, oh, by the way, doc, I want to go to the dance. And, and, and they're like, huh? Like, start planting the seed now. If your doc takes a little bit longer to send you to CE or, or just go out there and buy your ticket and say, you know, I'm going with or without you. I'd like for you to come with me because that's there still now. <laughs> there are still heart tell rooms available. So that's good. But it's coming down to the wire. I can't believe it's almost here. I know. Two months, two months away as of tomorrow. Wow. Oh, three months. Three months. Right? August, September. Yeah. Three months, October. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be there before we know it. Yep. And you guys get to meet us in person in real life. Hmm. How fun would that be? Yes. Fun, fun. <laughs> I like to meet me. I meet me every day. I look in the mirror. <laughs> oh, hey, Rhonda. How are you? You're looking older today. <laughs> hmm. Uh, okay. right. so for the dance you guys if you have anything to share on the show if you you have any questions queries concerns comments any feedback we'd love to hear it send it our way send it our way send us some inquiries yes and, oh, and, would like to know. yes inquiring minds would like Inquiry to know minds. here's the deal like i've never heard a story that i didn't want to hear and every assistant i mean the whole point of this podcast is so dental assistants know they have a voice that's right. And, and if you are, you're an introvert and you don't want to use your voice, that's what Julie and I do. That's what we hear. That's why we're here. <laughs> that's what I do. I just got this beautiful new mic, rocking the new mic. So fancy. <laughs> I feel good you. now. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> uh, right. You have a fabulous hump day. Thank you guys Thank you. so much for listening. Peace out. <laughs> Peace and hair grease. We'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie, where we're banding together to ensure that every dental assistant has a better tomorrow than they did today. Don't forget to find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group has a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, grow, and learn. Find Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock, the website, or Instagram. And as always, if you guys need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page. You can message through there. 
but I just truly appreciate you letting us help you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. 